Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. So, so question, you, what would be like a goal for you on an e-commerce tip monthly, if you don't mind, at this yeah, stage yeah. of your business? Yeah, we're in, so we're about like a year and a half in now. I want to get the e-com to like about 100K a month. Like that's my goal to do that within like the next two years. What are you at right now? We're doing around like 30, 35. You're making 35 grand a month? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Are you laughs> no, nah, that's not that's not in pocket. That's like, you know what I mean? There's still a lot of costs involved, like reinvesting money, all that this stuff. This motherfucker, they get thir- in total yeah. revenue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you serious? Yeah, it's like, that but trust me, it's fire. not. Yeah, it's not like, uh, that's not like us money. That's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we're still reinvesting in to try and level up and all that. Hi, I'm James from Warm Nutrition, and this is my golden hour. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. Okay, so no producers. Big Bochy's running this one solo dolo today. So if I ever get like really like nervous, you can lean into if you want. Hear what? Actually, just talking to the mic, you might hear feel the sweet spot. How's that sound? How do you feel like you sound handsome? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't sound as good as you, but I sound all right. Well, well I'm practiced. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm running this one solo. I got no producers with me today. No Boo, no Frank. No Jack. So if I ever get like really like hyper and nervous, it's because I'm paranoid the camera's going to click just because we can't see it. Yeah, yeah. It never does. Oh, you just get that paranoia? Yeah, I'm just a psycho. <laughs> but listen, man, this is fire. This is really dope, especially because we're the same age and I'm kind of a psycho about fitness too. The fact that you've not only packaged this and pulled this together like this, this is mad impressive, bro. I appreciate that, man. We actually just like rebranded the whole company a couple months ago, so that packaging you're seeing is totally different than what I started with. So when you say we, here, can you just speak up a little bit? Yeah. How's that sound? Better? A little more robust, yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah, just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name's James Testa. I'm a 23-year-old entrepreneur from East Boston, Mass. I started Warm Up Nutrition. My senior year of college a couple of years ago. And Where'd you go? Suffolk. Okay, word. Yeah, I was taking like a class on Kickstarter and stuff like that. And I already had the idea for this product. So I saw that as an opportunity to kind of raise money. And then it took a year before I was really able to get the product out there, start selling all that stuff. But um, our product's high-protein coffee. Okay. And so why did you initially want to start doing protein? And working it into your coffee, were you trying to bulk up or like? Um, so for me, I got in a bad motorcycle accident when I was nineteen. Oh, here and, comes the sob story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. brace myself. <laughs> nah, no sob stories. I consider it like I look at all that stuff like that's a blessing. Anything like that that happens to you, you gotta turn that stuff into a positive. But um, yeah, I just got really banged up, broke some bones, all that stuff. And what what happened? You got hit on the highway, or I was on a uh, Tremont Street right by the movie theater, and I was in the right lane. Some guy cut me off. Woke up in MGH. And, uh, oh man! Yeah, how, yeah. How fast was he going? Probably like thirty, thirty-five. I was going probably thirty. So I think when people hear thirty-five miles an hour, they think that's like just normal speed. That's, <laughs> that is fast as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-ton car, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened? You break your back? Um. So I broke like my shoulder blade, collarbone, ribs. Had road rash. Um. I just yeah. Was your I family broke- petrified? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone was definitely nervous. I was lucky enough that my younger brother and his friend were actually like two cars ahead of me because we all happened to be heading into the city 
it was a nice summer night in june and they were like yeah we're gonna go get food in boston and i was like did, all right i'm did gonna they hear the crank and they were like looking back like i, I had the bike a couple of weeks i've had oh. a few bikes but um yeah that one was new so they were like looking back every so often and then yeah they saw it they uh oh, ran out in the what did they say it was it. like um they said that they both shit their pants. Like, uh, one of my friends thought I was dead. He was, like, crying. <laughs> well, dude, I saw someone get... Someone had... I know this videographer who was shooting some sort of music video. And so his camera was rolling. And then he got hit in the middle of the street with a car. And it seems like actually the most terrifying thing of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough. I feel like I'm not as petrified about it as I should be because I got knocked out. Like, I woke up in the hospital. So you I don't remember. have any, like, PTSD from it or... No, I actually got back on a bike the next summer just You're because I was sicko, like, dude. yeah, yeah. I was like, I got to do it. You know what I mean? I can't just uh, like fall and not get back on, which is definitely a stubborn thing to do. I don't encourage that. but So so you get absolutely cranked by a car. Can I tell you something wild? Yeah. So I've told this story on the podcast before, but in, when I was in college, I started a YouTube channel called Coach Connie. I was making skits. And me and my friend were thinking of like, yo, bro, we need like a logo. You know how YouTubers have end cards? Yeah, yeah. So we were like, yo, bro, like we really need a logo. We're thinking of either like a pony or a deer because I grew up in Lincoln. Okay. And so my the street I grew up on was called Deerhaven Road. And we were mulling up for like two weeks like, bro, what should we do? So four in the morning, I'm coming back from Sudbury and I just crank a deer on the highway. <laughs> no bullshit. That's like, crazy. Yeah, like deer flipped over the whip, everything, blood everywhere, disgusting. But similar to you, I started the brand because of an auto because of that. accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy, that kind the of auto stuff, boys. how it leads to Yes, me. sir. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But I mean, I was always active. I played sports my whole life, and I was already kind of like into like lifting and being active at that point. Um, so once I started recovering enough to be able to work out again school started up i was in my uh senior year of college and i was going to the gym first thing in the morning because i was like i lost so much weight from not being able to do anything that i'm like i need to get oh back you lost gym. weight from being totally sedentary yeah believe it or not because i'm i was never a big eater or anything as it was so like sitting around i was just like not eating really you know what i mean i depressed went from like yeah like depressed as hell not yeah just uh not being able to lift how bad was the how long was the recovery um, so I was out of commission basically till I didn't start lifting again till November. So that happened in June. I didn't start lifting again till November. Five months. Yeah. Yeah. Five months. And I mean, I was young. Were you so walking I, though? Like a couple yeah, weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So I was June. Forget about it. I was like glued to the coach, but yeah, like sure. July, August started like forcing myself out of it. What type of meds do they have you on? Um, they prescribe me. That's a they whole nother. Yeah, bro. they. But I didn't take that. Like, I really don't believe in that stuff. I don't um, either. Yeah, I seen like way too many people get hooked on stuff that way. And I think just you don't need a lot of the pres- stuff they prescribe you. I'm in a lot yeah. of pain. Take a double Tylenol, a shot of whiskey, like call it Pretty a day. Much it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into like well, taking they, all that. They stuff. They were trying to get you in like Percocet and stuff like that. Yeah, they prescribe me everything, and I just like yeah, I didn't think I needed it. I was definitely. I, I in did pain. the same shit with my surgery. I got yeah. nervous. I was gonna get mad hooked, so I was like, no, yeah, I'm not trying to take anything. Yeah, no, it happens. I mean, like the first couple of days, I took it because I was in that kind of pain, and then after a couple of days, it's like. All right, like I can kind of tolerate the pain, and the funnest part about your day is like taking the pill because you have nothing else to do. Exactly. So it's like, all right, I'll get a little high, and that's like the scary part about all that. <laughs> that's um, a fact, though. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I was, uh, yeah, I ended up just like throwing them out, and was like, I'll just tough it out. And then you started warm up protein. Yeah, so I was. That's like how the idea came about. I was going to the gym first thing in the morning. Um, going to my 8 a.m. class, have a coffee, shake after the gym, be running to the bathroom halfway through my first class. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that would be cool if I could have coffee with protein. So initially when you had started, were you thinking like there, there is no product like this on the market? And so let me do it. So for instance, I'm drinking Starbucks right mm-hmm. now. No, not to disparage your product at all. No, no, I'm, definitely. I definitely want to try it too. Definitely. But were you thinking, hey, man, I already drink black coffee and I'm trying to bulk up, so why not intertwine the two type thing? Um, I was thinking more so in the sense of just anybody being active and trying to, yeah, get in better shape, whether that be lose weight, bulk up, you're going to need more protein. And most of us, we're not bodybuilders, we're not pro athletes, we're just like regular go-getters, 
living busy lifestyles and we all drink coffee. So if we can get extra protein in by just having our coffee, that's like a win-win. It's convenient, saves time. Like I like really like what you do, what you're doing with the brand. Like it's mad clean. The aesthetic is like really dope. Yeah, I appreciate that. Who who does all like the graphic stuff for you? Uh, my buddy Joey. Yeah, he actually it was funny because when I was first starting up, he nobody knew he was this kid was good at graphic design, could do all this stuff, and I'm like, he did all this. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, I'm sitting down with him one day, and I'm talking about, yeah, I gotta figure out how I can get this packaging done. Like, I gotta do all this shit before I can even sell the product. And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, I can do it. And then, like, sure enough, like within two weeks, like we had like a package. It wasn't as pretty as this. We came a long way from the first one, but uh, yeah, he threw it together. And ever since, I've just been using him when I need to do stuff. So where do, where is the coffee made? Uh, so it's Brazilian espresso. So we import the coffee from Brazil. Just because I personally think coffee from those areas of the world is better. Have you always been like a coffee connoisseur or are you just getting into it? No, nah, I wouldn't call myself like a connoisseur, but I do like coffee. Like how you said you're drinking black coffee. I drink black coffee all the time. you do fast, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do intermittent fasting most of the time. But so I try to I'm listen. I'm at 16.8 or at 18.6? It all depends. I just listen to my body. Like if I have days. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, if I'm like really, really hungry on a day, like I'll eat. But um, a lot of times I'll just go by how I feel. If I can go longer, I'll go longer. If, if I feel hungry, I'll just eat. What are you right now, fitness wise? What are you doing? Like, are you in a booking phase or? Uh, right now I'm kind of in like. <laughs> are you just boozing and partying and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm just in like enjoying summer. I'm not. I don't go overboard. I'm like, I'm probably like eighty twenty. I just have a good balance. Like during the week, I'm eating healthy, getting my lifts in. Um, all that kind of stuff. I'm in a basketball league, playing basketball once a week, and then on the weekend, yeah, go out, have a good time, have some drinks, cook out. So how would you, let's say you're in a bulking phase, how would you work your product into that? Yeah, if you're bulking, I would work this into it first thing in Make the morning. Make a sales pitch. Yeah, no, I would throw this right into my oatmeal. When you're bulking up, you want to get those carbs in. Oatmeal necessarily isn't high protein. You throw this in with that, you're getting your caffeine, protein, oats, um, I even know people that are doing coffee beans into the oatmeal. Yeah, wow. yeah. So this is a powder. You oh, don't need. Yeah, you don't even have to like brew this any of that. And like a lot of protein drinks too, you can't make hot with this. You just mix it up, heat it up in your microwave cup. You could have like a latte, any of that stuff. Word. Sorry, segueing back to you facilitating with Brazilian coffee makers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know we went right off track on that. Yeah, one. bro, I got terrible ADHD. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. I'm into. Uh, yeah, I'm just in. I drink coffee black a lot. So when you drink black coffee, you know what the coffee tastes like, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you add a lot of stuff to it. And uh, to me, I think just Brazilian coffee is really good. Colombian coffees are good. I sampled a lot of different stuff, and uh, this was the one that I thought was best in terms of just taste and caffeine content. So who were you reaching out to when you initially said, "Hey, I want to start a coffee company"? Where did you find like distributors or like facilitators? Yeah, I literally, and this goes for anybody starting anything, like whether that's a podcast, like all the info's out there online. Like the first place I hit, YouTube University. First thing I hit when I'm doing anything is Google YouTube. I'm like, the first thing I Google was like, um, coffee suppliers. I didn't even know what kind of coffee yet, but you start filtering through stuff and you start figuring out who's a good fit, who's not. Someone might refer you to another person. Talk to people who are doing, uh, who are local business people in the same field. Call a local coffee shop. Hey, where do you get your coffee? And just get creative about uh, finding supplies. So how did you land on Brazil? Like, yeah. Were you just like, yo, this like kind of sounds fresh. I have yeah. to make well, a Brazilian it, coffee. It's <laughs> actually funny. Like on the old package, I, it didn't used to say Brazilian coffee. But it sounds and like now elite. I'm like, yeah, now I'm like, I need to throw that on there. This shit sounds so cool. Like it just sounds exotic, like Brazilian espresso. So um, will this get you like smacked up? So what I say is I drink that moon juice. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, sometimes I might even toss two to three espressos in here. Yeah. So if you drink this, are you getting hyped up or are you kind of just on that sloggy? You know no, what I'm so this is like, if uh, you can see right there on the package. So it has 223 milligrams of caffeine, which is higher than your regular cup of coffee. What's regular, 150? Yeah, it's around 150. So if you're into espressos or you're into, a lot of people get these blended Starbucks drinks, um, you're matching more of that caffeine content. It makes it like an ideal like pre-workout right in the morning. You're not going to run around with the jitters because it's natural caffeine. It's not like taking C4 or something. But you're going to have that good natural energy. No, it's wild. I just found this out because me and Mike were running these like 
these diet segments yesterday. He used to be sponsored by C4. Yeah, by yeah. By Core. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. That is. That's crazy. I feel like that's the entry supplement for like everybody getting into yeah. lifting. Like, like, yeah, be like I'm going to take C4 and get big. <laughs> C4 in the bathroom, my boys. Let's yeah, yeah. crazy with it. Yeah. So have you... Um, so this is zero sugar? Yeah, So this no is totally sugar. keto? Yeah, this could fit any type of diet. Like, literally. Like, you would drink this how you drink your coffee. You start with a black coffee. If you like sugar in it, if you're keeping it healthy, add stevia. Uh, I like to mix it with almond milk and add ice. It's less than 100 calories, no sugar. There's like a million ways you can make it. So, I'm assuming you probably have like other business owners in your family. No. You're no. the only one? Yeah, I started out like my whole family's blue collar like people. Like uh, union workers, bricklayers, carpenters, what all type, that kind of stuff. What type of union workers? Bricklayer. Word, okay. In carpenters, yeah. My, my dad runs a union. Okay. So, he's like kind of right in the same field. Yeah, but yeah. He does, he does like uh, public employees like cops, firefighters. Yep. So so very similar. Do you think that's kind of where you get the hustle sense from? Yeah, 100%. 100%. uh, Like, growing up in the city and stuff, I think that's where I get exactly that hustle. Um, Seeing, like, my family work so hard. um, You just, you see that work ethic, and if you can apply that same work ethic to business, I think the sky's the limit. So have you always been like, yo, I kind of want to start my own business? Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, always. Um, even as a teenager, I was always, like, trying to, like, flip stuff to make money and just, yeah, figuring out any other way to make money besides going and, like, sitting around somewhere. And going to school. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hate college? Yeah, I yeah. Hate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I remember, uh, like, I wanted to drop out after, like, my sophomore year. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, Were you commuting? Yeah, yeah, I was just commuting. It's such an easy commute to Suffolk yeah. from East Boston. It would have made no sense to do them there. So, you, at what point were you like, yeah, man, like, I'm going to pull together a bunch of bread for myself and kind of try to execute on an idea? When was that? I think I just, I just did it. Like, once I heard, uh, my professor, like, came to me and was like, hey, James, uh, like, I know you're, like, into entrepreneurship. I know you're, like, capable of starting something. Like, you've shown more interest than other students about actually starting something. Um, Me and your, me and Haim, who was another one of my professors, we're thinking about starting a class on Kickstarter where we're going to get like five to six of you do a pilot class and like launch these. So the second she said it, I was like, let's do it. I'm all in. I remember the whole summer before I took that class, I was telling people, yeah, I'm starting a business next fall. I'm telling all the shorties. Yeah. (laughs) But I own a business. Yeah. Yeah. I was so serious about it since day one. Like I'm doing this. So what do you mean a Kickstarter class? Like you guys were just trying to go find money to start businesses or? Yeah. So the class, my two professors, their PhD study was on crowdfunding, so they knew a lot about um, using what like Patreon and yeah, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, um, Indiegogo right. yeah, all that stuff. And uh, I yeah, I just they had so much to teach us about it, like they knew a lot about it. So the, in the class, they would teach us about that stuff. Hey, this is how you do it. This is how you start building your list ahead of time. Get people ready for the campaign have them know what's coming like they just taught us a bunch of stuff and we just hit the ground running we're like all right let's do this so what were you just like texting people and everybody up saying hey man toss me a couple bucks i'm starting this business or yeah i went um i did it like very very grassroots because like you look at a lot of these big kickstarter campaigns that people launch like they're launching those with a lot of funding like those people aren't just college kids trying to raise money for a product um so we just did james is referring to is like anyone when you think of Kickstarter, you think of like tech startups. Yeah. That's what you're referring to. Yeah, you think of like a lot of even you have like Series our, B funding, Series A funding. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, big money stuff. Like a lot of those companies launching Kickstarter campaigns are already active companies who have raised funding, like you're saying. Um and not all the time necessarily, but a, or a lot of them have a lot of money to put into the advertising of the campaign. So what I did basically was a complete opposite, just as like a bro college kid, like went straight grassroots, door to door, hit up probably every single one of my facebook friends had them share it hey i would appreciate if you could support what i'm trying to do if not um go for yourself I, yeah <laughs> no if not i appreciate it a share at the very least just share it to your timeline and then it started it's catching crazy how it works isn't yeah 
Yeah, exactly. It, it, it started snowballing for you, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure you hit up like 200 people. Oh, got, way more. I was hitting up probably like 200 a day. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. At first, you hit up 200, like four or five people yeah. were like, yo, this is cool. And then by like three weeks later, it started picking up. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And that's sales too. It's a numbers game. Like people who hate cold calling, I'm like, you need to make 100 calls to get that yes that's going to get you paid. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, for reference, like I before I started the podcast, I threw a concert and I pr- I went back after the concert. We sold out the Middle East. It was sick. I went back and I had engaged with 7,000 people. Yeah, it's 600 awesome. 600 people there. But it's awesome. I was dying, yeah. bro. Yeah, you kill yourself, but it's like, that's your, yeah, you get a taste of like, all right, this is what I really need to do to, to make it happen, you know? So... Are you in a, a place financially now when you start where you're like, yo, every day, like, I got to go balls to the wall? Is that how you feel? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to feel like that till I drop dead and they throw dirt on me, probably. I think, uh, yeah, I really believe, like, especially for us young kids, the way we're growing up right now, the era we live in, like, the sky's the limit. Like, once you hit 500K in sales, all right, time to get to a million. Once you hit a million, all right, let's get two. Now you're at that seven-figure mark. How are we going to get to eight figures? I think there's just levels to it. Do you ever have financial, like, are you ever mentally insecure about it, though? When you start, you're like, yo, yeah, fuck, yeah. this is on me, bro. Like, yeah, if you're you're not an entrepreneur, if you've never, like, felt stressed out or, like, had self-doubt or worry, like, all that stuff. And that's where I think it's discredited a lot through, like, social media. Like, I've talked to kids who are actually starting something, and I see them doing all the right things. And I'm like, dude, you're doing the right stuff. Don't get discouraged because you saw some, like, 19-year-old asshole saying I have five Ferraris on Instagram. I know what you're saying. I think what a lot of people also <clears throat> don't necessarily understand about I don't know if you feel this way, but, like, yeah. there's so much time you spend alone like, do you feel that a lot? Like, yeah, bro, yeah it's a ton of time. It's an extremely isolating process. Yeah, yeah. Your, like, your thoughts can ruin you sometimes. If you start getting, like, negative or doubtful or is this going to work, is that going to work, yeah, you'll eat yourself alive because you spend so much alone time. You know what I mean? I think that's probably the hardest thing about doing anything is, like, dude, you spend, I spend so much time alone. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, um not surrounding yourself with people who don't necessarily have the same level of ambition as you oh 100 percent, 100 percent. it's not bro. it's not being and that's not you being an asshole or thinking you're better than anybody or you know what i mean i think people either add value to you or they take away from you there's not really an in-between see i've started to feel that too where you like start designating your life as a business yeah thoughts like that that shit can get sticky though too like yeah are you ever at a time like, yeah, bro, I just need to relax? Yeah, I mean, I don't see it as like, like you're not in anyone's face about it. It's just like, this is, you got to understand what's good for you. I mm-hmm. think that has a lot to do with like self-awareness and just understanding who you are, what your interests are. And once you start realizing more who you are, it's like, all right, I probably don't have as much in common with this person as I thought. You know what I mean? Are you, do you feel like you're focused right now at this stage? And t- I don't know if that's like totally a general question, but I mean like, do you feel spread thin now that it's a startup? Because you have to go hit on so many different things. You got to go market. You got to check your accounting. You got to yeah yeah go meet new people. You got to go network. You got to push the top line. Yeah, you're doing a lot. It's a grind, but I think I think it just gets more and more as you go. Even I don't think I think it's easier when you're starting. Like the more you keep growing and stuff like that, it's like it's almost like more money, more problems kind of thing. Um, yeah, you're always going to have more problems, but with e-commerce businesses, I'm lucky in the sense of I'm not as stressed operationally as say like a food kitchen who you have to deal with nine employees, food plates getting messed up. And there's just a lot more you have to do logistically. Um, with e-commerce, you can focus more on the market and the sales. So I don't feel as stretched thin as a lot of people might think starting a business because there's not as many like moving parts. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's just like you and the computer kind of. So do you hold all the products like in a warehouse? Yeah, so I have, um, we use Amazon for our fulfillment for Amazon orders and our Shopify website. And for B2B orders, like if a store orders some, uh, we'll use another fulfillment center for that. Just because Amazon's not the best for B2B. So how do you market? Uh, digital ads, Instagram, 
uh, YouTube, doing a lot of like modern day advertising kind of stuff. And have you tried to get tangible product in stores yet? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I could see this like fitting in like a Whole Foods. Yeah, I actually already talked to Whole Foods. Um, they didn't. They stiff armed you. Well, they can't sell the product because they don't take anything over 150 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, so what I got Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's might. Yeah, I happen to like have a connection to Whole Foods where like I kind of like worked my way up the ladder and actually got the product in their hands and all that. That's what people don't realize too. That's a whole nother a whole nother process trying to get product in the hands of these retailers. Mm-hmm. You got to understand people sending them stuff day in and day out to send them something and have them actually open it, try it, and give you the feedback and all that is uh yeah, awesome. that's a whole yeah. process, yeah. So, the Whole Foods said no. Yeah, for the time being. I'm going to stay on top of them and yeah. see if we can make something work, but uh yeah, it's a little higher caffeine, but markets change, especially with food a lot. So maybe higher caffeine products is something that we'll start turning and they might change their rules. Or well, I feel like they'd like it because it's keto. And yeah. They, and I feel like Whole Foods does a lot with popular diet trends. Like they probably have a whole keto section. Yeah, they're starting to add a lot more keto stuff. If you walk down the supplement aisle, they have, uh, you know, the brand Ancient Nutrition. They're like, a, it's like a doctor or something and they sell like all keto products and they carry that whole line of keto products. So that's something that they're getting getting really big on. Where are, you, are you keto? No, I'm just kind of... Bro, that shit is yeah. impossible. Yeah. I'll have days where I eat less carbs, um, but I wouldn't... Yeah, I'm not like keto every day and not eating any carbohydrates. You're against refined sugars or what are your thoughts on refined sugars? Yeah, I think... I'm very flexible, like I said, with my diet. I just try to hit my calorie range. That, oh, you eating that trash, bro. No, no, I <laughs> really think day to day. 90% of the time I'm eating good, but I'm also n- not going to say no to go and get an ice cream on a Friday night. Like, that's not killing you. Like, people, I think that's a big mistake they make yeah. in their diet. Yeah, you're looking at them. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> Starting, that. bro. Yeah, like that ice cream is not killing you. Like, if you ate, say your calories for the day is 2,000 and you're at, like, 1200 you having an ice cream is not going to kill like what you're trying to do so i've been big on the refined sugar tip about it decreasing my cognition yeah so, no it's definitely like bad like yeah you want to avoid sugar you don't want to part of your everyday diet i feel you but what i'm saying is like i've gotten to the point where i've been so disgustingly strict about my diet that I now feel like if I even cheat a little bit, I get thrown off at a much higher magnitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So, like, if I cheat now, it's like, yo, bro, I feel like I'm going to die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't... So, tying it back to the product, there's no refined sugars in this, right? No, there's nothing. As far as a powder... It sounds like a super product, man. Yeah. No, it really is. As far as... And that's why I... Even developed the product I w- the way I did too, because I'm fed up with like all the artificial sugars, sweeteners, sucralosis that a lot of people aren't really knowledgeable about yet. What, what is sucralose? Sucralose is a artificial sweetener. It's basically a lab made sweetener, like a high fructose. Cr- corn yeah. Syrup. So like basically, uh, Spunda, Spunda. That's like a sucralose almost. And it's terrible for you. Yeah, it's not good for you at all. Like they're starting to come out. We, I don't know if it's on the new site, but we used to have a blog post. And if it's not, I could send it to whoever wants it. But we did a whole blog post about how more and more studies are coming out that sucralose and all these artificial sugars are, like, leading to, like, brain problems, cancer, and all that stuff. It's just really, like, yeah, it's not good for you. I've been seeing a lot of that, too. Like, refined sugar yeah. and it's tied to anxiety and depression. All that stuff. It's, that shit's real. No, it is real. Your microbiome, like, I'm sure you're yeah. familiar. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to treat your microbiome clean, man. Yeah. I've noticed, like, one, now that I go low, like, lower carb or I don't do any refined sugars, mm-hmm. I never hit that lull in the day ever. You know, like, after you eat lunch sometimes, you feel, like, slow. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I never feel that now that I cut out, like, heavy sugars. But it's tough snacking. You can't really snack. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to find different ways to snack. Like, not so all that kind of stuff. Nutrition in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get those, um, get those cows in. 100%. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to like sugar, all that stuff, that's why I made this the way I did because I don't take pre-workouts or any of that. I'm actually like really against a lot of those pre-workouts, like C4s and all that stuff, just because there's so much like Unless shit. Unless you're cutting that check, though, you better. Yeah, <laughs> no, I won't even do it for a check. Like I'm all set. Yeah, <laughs> it depends how big that check is. Bro. I'm all set for a check. Yeah, I really believe in like, and that's what we're all about as a brand too. Like we're we're not gonna sell you anything we don't believe in, and that's why we've been able to 
build up a lot of trust with our customers like we're really transparent about that whole process like this is our manufacturing these are the ingredients we use and why this is why we don't use those ingredients what is your day-to-day like um i would say wake up a little bit of me time uh have a coffee sounds suspicious have just, a warm-up nutrition coffee yeah exactly have a coffee um just prep for the day get ready to go and then around 10 o'clock start hitting start hitting the work i have my power list usually every day i'll have like five things that's like this is what i need to get done to push this business forward and then you'll have a couple other little things in there too just like small tasks busy work that has to get done so once i get those five things done it's like, all right, I'm good. My work for the day is done. So not to give away your sauce, though, but what yeah. would those five things be at this stage in your business? Uh, that could be call five wholesalers. That could be um, set up three new ad campaigns. That could be assess the ad campaigns I already did. Um, call five more influencers or set up a call with five more influencers. So, like, all that kind of stuff. Hop on the biggest podcast in the city. Hop on the biggest podcast. This was on today's Power List. Um, Fire. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah, anything that's going to push the business forward. Like, there's certain things that are just busy work that I won't count as a task. You know what I mean? Um, Like, what would that mean? um, Like, check your sales. Check check the bank accounts. Make sure the credit cards are paid. Or, like, just stuff like that. Just kind of busy work, you know? Stuff that's not really, like, driving you forward. So when you say we, is it just you or do you have a team? Yeah, so when I say we, that's just because I have, like like I said, I have my graphic design guy that does stuff. Um, but day to day, it's just me running the show. But yeah, I have and my it's graphic. It's pretty much the same way with me. Yeah, I have my video guy. And we have a couple of sick videos on YouTube too. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so question. you, What would be like a goal for you on an e-commerce tip? monthly if you don't mind at this yeah, stage yeah. of your business yeah we're in so we're about like a year and a half in now i want to get the e-com to like about 100k a month like that's my goal to do that within like the next two years what are you at right now we're doing around like 30 35 you're making 35 grand a month yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's serious? not that's not in pocket that's like you know what i mean there's still a lot of costs involved like reinvesting money all that this stuff motherfuckers, they get thir- in total yeah. revenue yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that but trust me, it's fire. not, yeah, it's not like, uh, that's not like us money. That's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we're still reinvesting in to try and level up and all that. Yeah, I'm sure. So how did that initially start? So you just found, have you developed the platforms for yourself? Because no offense, it's not like your Instagram's huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we don't even really like sell that much through Instagram. I think Instagram is good for like branding. Yeah, just good for branding. That's where a lot of people find your product for the first time. They're not really going to buy through that. Um, but yeah, just really like pushing the e-com stuff. We started getting some wholesale going. And now I'm trying to start getting into like international stuff. Um, so if we can get that going, yeah, that would be awesome. So how did you develop the knowledge on how to do e-commerce? Is that all YouTube or trial and error with other businesses? Yeah, I kind of... so. My one of my best friends, my friend Nick, he has a business too. He's crushing it. He's doing even better than I am. He Wait, uh, pause. You said crushing it. Yeah. Yeah, like Gary Vee too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, I can he, always pick it up on someone when they consume Gary Vee content. Yeah, yeah. No, he's crushing it. My friend have you, Nick. Have you listened to Crushing It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole audio book. Oh, you did. I did the audio. Yeah, too. yeah. I did the audio book. What was your pillar platform? Um, I would say for us, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I, it's, what's tough is like in that book is deciphering, um, stories that are relevant to a podcast for me. I'm trying to figure out, there was one dude actually who they had at the end, but monetizing a podcast is kind of tough. No bully, but continue. Sorry. My fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about now. What was the question? Good. You enjoying yourself, bro? I am. I'm having a great time. Okay. Word. I just hope these cameras didn't click. Um, I cannot believe you're making 35 racks a month on this. Good for yeah, you, I bro. I mean, dude, that fluctuates too, but it's... Uh, I got yeah, to take some classes from James, bro. You no. got to tell me how you're doing it. Um, so is, what, are, what are your thoughts on money? Like, is it does it give you purpose, do you think? Like, hitting goals all monetarily or 
would you rather just develop a great product? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like I've started to notice like I I was never too heavy on like, yeah, I want to make like a ton of money. But I'm starting to notice that like money goals are extremely motivating. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially like for us as young kids, you want like you want all that cool stuff because you don't have that yet. But I also think like there's way more to it. I feel like once I hit that level where like I'm actually making serious, serious money, um, I'm not going to care as much about like the shit that I thought I wanted because like I feel like it takes. What like, do you want right now? I just want to win. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, bro. I just want to win. I really don't like all the extra stuff. Like some people want to succeed because they're trying to get the whip. They're trying to get the girls and like all that. Like it just doesn't matter as much to me. Um, I just want to win. Have you always been competitive or? Yeah. Yeah. Like playing sports my whole life, having three brothers, uh, were all you, that. Were you one of those kids that was crying though? When you were <laughs> no, no, never I'm crying. Me, I'd be pissed off, but I wasn't crying. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just think, I think that's what's cool about business. It's competitive. It's like, it's, oh, so you're LLC'd. When are you going to incorporate? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Let's hope. I, uh, how, how did you learn all the tax law on an LLC? Like, and how you get credit and stuff? Cause I'm learning that now. Yeah, I was, uh, so my friend Nick, the same kid I was talking about, he, uh, he's a CPA. He helps me with all that stuff. Yeah, he helps me with a bunch of that stuff. Um, and he's, yeah, he's just kind of my, like, accounting tax tax guy, advisor, whatever you want to call it. So oh. I, f- I feel like most people, after they start their first businesses and it's successful, they want to segue into a second. Have you have you put any thought into that? Yeah, I mean, I have a long way to go with this, trust me. I'm sure you um, got years. But. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm still trying to figure out the exact direction I want to go. Maybe I'll build this, sell it, build it, keep it. I'll see how it's all going as I go. See, that was interesting with Mike with me too, is he was like, dude, like I want to build this really big and then I want to sell it. Yeah. And I was like, so do you really like it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or is that just the goal to develop something huge and then just reap the benefits of what you create? Yeah. And I think it's like a lot of that, like businesses, like, if you want to make money, like, don't own a business. They're the most risky, volatile, like, you know what I mean? You could lose that tomorrow. I've heard stories where people got off at, like, millions of dollars for their company and then said no because they thought they were going to get more. And then something happened with the market where three weeks later, their company's worth nothing. So I think it's the kind of thing. And you hear guys like Tony Robbins talk about it a lot, too. Like, businesses are meant to be built, scaled, and sold. That's really what it is. And what then, did he do before he did all the motivational speaking? Um, he was like an investor. That's how he made his money. Yeah. I think, I don't know exactly what he started a couple of companies. Yeah. I think, um, like Robert Kiyosaki too, those guys, they talk about investing. Don't own a business of what you like, invest in what you like. And that's how, that's how you're going to make the real money. And it's true, but I mean, it all depends your goal. Not everybody's goal is to, um, make a lot of money, you know? What, what is your long-term goal? If you feel comfortable in saying it. Yeah, yeah. My long-term goal is definitely uh, just to kind of build the life I want. You know what I mean? God willing, I have like... Feel like liberate, like being liberated kind of. Yeah, just exactly. Be knowing I have control of what I do, what I choose to do each day. Um, being able to put your mom on payroll, all that kind of stuff. That's like... What would she do for the company? sit at home and relax whatever she wants to do i feel you yeah you you italian family yeah yeah sicilian sicilian yeah what do you eat around here sicilian um around somerville just boston in general well where are you from east boston oh yeah east boston like you like regina's yeah yeah regina's and all that's good you have it's all right you ever been uh santapio's of course yeah yeah oh so you like santapio's yeah i used to live like right across the street from there when i was a kid oh no way yeah yeah would your mom say growing up that you always had like a, a hustle sense? Yeah, my mom, uh, she's definitely been real supportive. And she, yeah, she says, she says that she thinks I could do that because I have that kind of personality where like I'll be on top of you until I get what I want kind Persistent, of thing. Yeah. yeah. So was your family initially supportive when you said, hey, I think I'm going to start a business and pull in like 15 racks to get this thing started? Because yeah. some people are just would probably just blatantly hate and be like, "Bro, your brain dead, no shot." Yeah, yeah. I think uh, 
they were supportive. They didn't care really. Like it was like do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? I didn't really have to deal. Like, That's a blessing. You know, yeah. not everyone gets that right. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people. Yeah, you hear stories like, oh, my mom told me like you're a loser, blah blah blah, and it's like, yeah. nah, I didn't really get that. Like they just didn't care. Uh, that's kind of how it always was in my house. Like, if you're not, like, all right, you're not doing drugs, you're not killing anybody, you're not in a gang, like... Just do whatever go, you want. Go do whatever the hell you're going to do, you go know what I mean? Get your bag right. Yeah. So, long term, though, in in terms of working warm-up into a market, where would you want to position it? Like, would you want it to be, like, a rival brand of, like an optimum nutrition type thing would you want to do other spin-off products yeah. shaker bottles i'm sure yeah, yeah. on your mind yeah i've done all those for promo and that kind of stuff like shaker bottles the whole nine oh, and let me uh, get one of those bro I'll put yeah it on the show no 100 percent. i slacked i don't have any i haven't had any like for a few months because we had a few events we did and stuff and just gave them all out and haven't needed them since but when i get more i'll definitely let you know yeah did you link with anyone cool at the party um yeah i talked to a bunch of people Oh, that's how yeah. that's how James and I first met. He just sent me a DM. I was like, "All right, sure. <laughs> let's just do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, I'm trying to think because I heard what was about your boy's name again, Mike. Mike. Yeah, Gerardi Performance. He does all the personal oh, yeah. training and yeah, all that. I peeped that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a good time too? Yeah, yeah. That's or, how that's how I heard about it. Um, actually, because Mike was like, "Hey, you want to go to like this influencer party or whatever?" Like, sent me the thing. I'm wildly unqualified to call myself an influencer. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. No, nah, everybody's an influencer now. You just got to post your ass on IG. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we should just take some shirtless pics after this. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're influencers. Yeah. Exactly. But the one thing w- what's really dope about calling that an influencer party is like everyone wanted to come. They yeah, yeah. It was like the most exclusive thing, but it's in a seafood restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. And no, it was too funny. But it was like... Did you meet it was Dylan dope. from York Athletics? I don't even get that's actually the one person I didn't really get to talk to. I might have met yeah, him and shook his hand. Feet, bro. Take a look. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, those are dope. That's dope. I know a lot about York, all that stuff. Um Yeah, they're a dope brand. That was cool. But I, I didn't get to like actually chat it up with him and stuff like that. Do you ever I mean you got that bag coming in, but do you ever feel like if you're going out and like having drinks and stuff that you're not totally optimizing your time? Are you that psycho or um or do you feel like you need the balance? I think I'm not really like a big like drinker party or anyways. Like, I see some beer pong yeah. videos, you bro. I see yeah, you yeah. playing with <laughs> dog, you know. Yeah, like I can like have fun, you know what I mean? Like I can definitely have fun, but I usually don't get like too messed up to the point where it's like my next day is ruined or you know what I mean? Like I'll have some drinks, get a buzz, have a good time and call it a day, you know? So I don't really feel like I'm taken away from anything that much. It's only so much work you can do in a day. Yeah, I've been starting to notice I think I'm less effective because I'm doing too much. Has that ever happened to you where you're yeah. like, yo, bro, I'm trying to hit on everything? Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. You just got to, like, those are the times when I just, like, I got to take a step back, you know? Like, for you, I'm sure your biz- your biggest business skill is, like, getting in front of people and going to talk to people, right? Yeah, like, if I, could, me. Yeah, if I could do this, like, full time and the day will come where I can and everyone saw the people doing other stuff, that's what I'll do. I'll go to the PR, meet people, network. I it. would love to do that, too. Yeah. Like yeah. none of the production. Just yeah. go and just talk to people. Yeah. But that's like, to get to that point, you have to do a lot of other stuff too. Uh, a lot of that whack shit. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I, like, are you, do you ever feel stifled when you're like doing like an Excel sheet or you're like working on an ad campaign where like, yo, bro, I would love to just be out just saying, hey man, look at my product. Yeah, Let yeah. Try this. No, 100%. I, uh, I pull hair out of my head. Like I said, my friend Nick, who's a CPA, he helps that me. Line up, bro. <laughs> Yeah, he... uh Stu James got a lineup for this. <laughs> How's it look? Good? Lined yeah. up, bro. Fantastic. I'm going to go to your guy. Yeah, Who's yeah. your brother? My brother. Yeah, yeah. My brother, Nick. Oh, bro. Yeah, I'll he's actually in Somerville. Up. He's actually in Somerville How right on set. Uh, probably like 10, 15 minutes, not even. How much is it? If I want to get a nice like fade with a nice lineup, how much is he charging? 25. <sighs> That's that price point. I go to the Dominicans, I get it's 21, bro. Yeah, but he's drinking Jack Daniels while he's doing your lineup. You come out with a diagonal. I don't know, bro. My, I I learn. I get Spanish lessons when I go into my shop, bro. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, I'll yeah. definitely go to him. Yeah, no, it's mad funny. Like growing up at EC, I always used to get my hair cut at all Dominican barbershops and all that. And like, I mess with them, mess with my friends all the time. I'm like, I'm not going back to the Dominican barbershops. Like, why? Because you probably had like tiger strikes through your head. Yeah, yeah, they're always <laughs> doing like crazy stuff. That's like a that's like an open joke. Everybody knows that that Dominicans are crazy cutting hair. Well, yeah, because you like. 
a white dude will get that classic Dominican cut. You yeah, yeah, ridiculous. and it just don't look right. That's no. that's what I'm saying. Like You'll if I was like Dominican, the squares, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I was Dominican, this would look fly, but I'm not Dominican. Exactly. Does your brother own the shop or he just cuts? He uh he just cuts. He went over there recently. He uh it's like one of his good friends who he was cutting here with for like years. It's his cousin, so he opened up the shop and was like, "Hey, I want you guys to come in." And so you get that free cut every time. No, nah, no, nah, I pay him. You I pay, pay him, broski. Yeah, yeah, Yo, I pay him. Scamming you, nah, bro. Nah, he's making a living too. I can pay him for a haircut, especially um, if you're making that thirty-five racks yeah. in the business. Let's go. Yeah, he. Um, How much of that do you take back or reinvest? All of it. Like I'm barely like yeah, I barely touch anything. Just because you know it's working. Yeah, yeah, I just. Yeah, it's not even worth it. And that's what people like get like the wrong idea about too with um just with business in general is like they they're looking for like quick money. I think that's why a lot of people never will even those are the same people who will never start a business, grow a business, succeed in business because you're more worried about what you can get out of it before you put anything into it. I feel you, but also you do have to understand that you're from the perspective of a twenty three year old, how much do we really know about business success right now? You know that's, what I'm saying? That, that's what I'm saying. That's why you shouldn't be doing all the flashy shit. You shouldn't be business success. All you have to do, it's all out there on social media. Like you can learn from Damon John. Like they're telling you all this shit. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel you. They're telling you the same thing I'm saying. Don't be flashy. So I could either listen to another 23 year old kid that's like, hey, I'm having a ball doing this and that. Or I could listen to Damon John who's saying, this is what I did. I worked at Red Lobster for six years before I made a dime in my business. You know what I mean? Between you and I, it's Damon John. Damon John. <laughs> what did I say? Damon. Oh, I wasn't, whatever. <laughs> Damon yeah, John, you. you know what I meant, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is like, okay, we're both the same age. What you got going on is fire. I, I'm clearly making steps for myself too. Yeah, yeah, but big I don't, moves. But I don't know if we can really designate ourselves as like success experts yet. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. That's exactly what, that's the point I'm trying to make. You okay. see kids getting discouraged because there's 19 year old kids on Instagram like, hey, buy my course, blah, blah, blah. He's that shit get- will piss you off sometimes though. If you're on your phone and you're like, yo. Oh, that pisses me the hell off. But, but I mean like you see some shit and you're like, yo, I'm like out here scraping, scraping. And then you see some shit on your phone, you're like, damn, that seems like I could get that so instantaneous. Yeah, yeah. You know what no, I'm saying? No, 100%. 100%. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a messed up time like for business entrepreneurship because, like I said, all that, like, all that stuff is really discouraging the kids who are doing it for real. That would be fire, though. That's yeah. Ferraris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it would be fire, 100%. You broke your brother's shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yo, I'll give you 100 for the lineup, bro. Yeah, yeah, straight. 100%. 100%. Do you, do you own your car or do you lease it? I lease. Yeah, yeah. Lease is the move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lease is the move. Don't have to worry about anything. What, what also is dope is, like, we could not be doing a lot of this stuff, like, 10 years ago. No, no, not the at all. The internet is a blessing. Yeah. No, it Shouts is. Shouts out to whoever created the internet, dog, yeah. for real. No, definitely. It's like a blessing and a curse. Why? It scares you sometimes? I think, no, I just think there's a lot of good that comes from it, but there's a lot of bad that comes from it, too. Do you, Have you ever gotten, like, social media anxiety? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I try to stay off it, to be honest with you. I'll, like, make <sighs> my post and, like, I'm but that, good. But that's, it's a weapon, though, too. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I'm in like, right now, I'm in like a content game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, like you got to make game. content. It is what it is. Um, But like, yeah, I try not to like sit there scrolling through Instagram all day like you see a lot of people do. Make that content, post that content. Yeah. Okay, so to be honest with you, I would like, we. I think we should start setting up some series about young entrepreneurs. This is like really fire. Quick question. So we talked about f- the fast so I'm neurotic about the fast. I don't consume anything in my fast except for black coffee. When that cup probably's got about five calories, my body will burn it regardless. But this has sixty calories. So make that sales pitch, bruh. Can make, you drink this if you're fast? Can you drink this? Because I think I've asked you like fifteen yeah, times. Yeah, we were talking about this on the phone. Um so here's the thing. Everybody has their own definition of what a fast is. There's people who do keto that <laughs> limit. There's a natural salesman. There's I love people. This. No, seriously. There's people <laughs> that do keto that limit that limit their fast to 50 calories and will add a little cream into their coffee or whatever that is, and their body is still in a low enough insulin state. Because that's all the point of a fast is your body's in a low, low insulin state. Your metabolism's not getting revved up. And, all then, that. and then you got those ketones pumping in. Exactly. Burn that fat. Yeah, exactly. So with this. 
it's hydrolyzed protein, so it doesn't have lactose, it doesn't have milk byproducts, all that stuff. So the only calories in the product are from the protein, which is just pure protein. It's just pure protein. Mm-hmm. So you, if you drink this, your body, anything you put into your body is going to have some effect on insulin, but you're not spiking your insulin the same way if you're putting carbs into your system. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your body's still going to be in a pretty like low, stable insulin, insulin uh, state. Is that genetic, though? I don't. I'm not. I don't, even mean play, a, I don't even mean to grill you. I'm just no, no. These are all good questions. Okay, it's good that I should know this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, I like think, what I'm saying is like, so it could spike insulin, correct? Yeah, yeah. At it, least you're honest. Yeah. No, I want to do. I actually want to do like a test. Get like the the strips or whatever, and like do a test and see how it affects my insulin. Are, um, were you big on the ketone strips? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't do like all that stuff. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, the keto diet's like, this is not, if anyone's doing it, totally big ups to you, man. I did it. I literally got fatter and I was like dousing everything in butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like you smash sour cream on everything. You're like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. But so it's keto. It could break a fast, but- it also might not break the fast. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's not anything you put into your body, even the people who add a little cream and consider that still fast, like you're breaking your fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Does it curb your appetite, the coffee? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like protein is going to help suppress your hunger. The coffee, the coffee helps boost your metabolism, all that stuff. And the coffee taste can blunt your appetite too. Yeah. Word. Okay. So listen, we got to wrap it up. But I had a great time. Man. Yeah, no, I think we should man. do another one, dog. <laughs> Let's do it, bro. Come back whenever. With that being said, and I'll probably be a less jumpy when we have a producer here. I feel a little more alleviated. But this is how we start and end the show. You say, hi, I'm Blank, and this is my golden hour. Okay. And then, hi, I'm Blank, and that was my golden hour. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah, no, I had a good time, bro. Dope. Were you a little nervous coming in here? No, your no. first interview? No, I've done some podcasts before. I, I got to be honest with you, bro. Y- you're meant for this. <laughs> and, and I'll give you a quick plug when we do this, too. Dope, dope. So hit whatever camera you want to hit. Hey, actually, hit uh, that, the middle one. This one right here? Yeah. So I just say, I'm James, and this is my golden hour. And then directly after, hi, I'm James, and that, I'd say James from Warm Nutrition. All right. And that was my golden hour. All right. Just do it now. Whenever you're ready, bro. Hi, I'm James from Warm Nutrition, and this is my golden hour. Bang! <laughs> and then... Hi, I'm James from Warm Nutrition, and that was my golden hour.